Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available whenever you get your podcast, including wherever you get your podcast, including on YouTube. So we're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every single day. Hi, I am Stephen Willis, and this is an extra edition of the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. We're here with Tom Vanderford for his weekly segment. He's settling in nicely on Friday night. How are you doing, Tommy? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. Man, it is finally here tomorrow after this offseason that we just kind of wheeled forward since the end of the Texas Bowl. It's finally here. Yeah, yeah. I want to get that Texas Bowl taste out of my mouth. I'm mm. sure a lot of other people watching do too. So uh, it's going to be a, a, a very good game to watch uh, Saturday. Um, my, my prayers for those that are going to actually go to the game. Uh, I uh, will be still rehabbing and sitting here at home watching it, but I know it's going to be hot and miserable, and I just hope everybody has a good time. Though I'm glad they're they're doing the deal with uh, having water available, so that's that's good as well. Yeah, I think I saw a forecast for Oxford. It was like 88 degrees as the high. Yeah, that's still too high for my blood. <laughs> Yeah, I get that. It's weird that in Mississippi they've had like um until this week happened. Um it, it was they've had like 21 or 22 days consecutively over 100 degrees or something like that. I mean, it's a typical August in Mississippi. And I'm living down here probably a thousand miles south of where you are, just as the crow flies. And we're in the mid-90s. Now it might be warm. There might be some humid days, but yeah. We haven't hit triple digits. Yeah, it's, it's weird. You know, when I was in the service, I was stationed in Jacksonville, Florida, and, you know, it would rain every afternoon, and it does that a lot up here now. And, you know, I, I'm like, geez, I don't know. The climate is just different. But, oh, goodness, I just – well, and I'm over, you know, and I'm still not over. You know, I'm not still not 100%. So that's, that's the main reason. Uh, I guarantee you – if uh, the weather's better for the Georgia Tech game, I'll be there. Yeah, and it should be. It's a night game. It should be all right to where it's in the 70s, and it should oh, be yeah. good to go. Um, that That is a big game, and I'll, I'll hit on that as a little bit, just as there's so much that happened because Georgia Tech wouldn't come play Ole Miss in Oxford or in Jackson back in the 1940s. So much domino effect happened, and we have a busy video on the site of the history of that and what went down and what happened after Georgia Tech left the SEC when they tried to get back in multiple times, including having um, Vince Dooley and Bear Bryant having their back to bring them back to the SEC and Ole Miss and State were like, no, we're good. And that rivalry, Georgia Tech finally coming to Oxford, that's a big deal. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 a big deal just because of that feud that is almost 80 years old at this point. So let's talk about the game with the Mercer Bears this weekend. And what are you looking for? What what is going to catch your eye offensively in this game? I'm looking for total domination on both sides, but uh I really am. I mean, you know, if we can't if we can't uh you know take care of business with, with them in a decisive fashion. Uh, 
you know, we're, we're in trouble and I don't think we are in trouble. Uh, on offense, I want to see a lot of people play. I'd like to see, if possible, all four of our quarterbacks. I'd like to see our running backs play. I'd like to see the available receivers and tight ends and offensive line play. You know, it's one of those games where you get some get some game experience for the young people on defense. I want to see – I'm just going to be honest with you on defense – I want to see some sacks. I want to see some quarterback hurries. I want to see some run stuffs. I want to see. I want to see improvement from the three-two-six. Yeah, that'll be really interesting to see. Now, today is we're recording this on a Thursday. It's going to air on a Friday. I've had three people reach out to me today. I've had um, that would know what's going on. They have a direct line of communication of what's going on or not communication, but they, they wouldn't know. And one of the weirdest takes that one of them had, and like I said, all of these people would know, but only one person had this take is that they all kind of agree that Jackson's kind of the dude that's still going around. Um, but they think in the Mercer game, the person that's going to take the first step might be Spencer Sanders. Uh Wow. Because of because of Lane playing games um, yeah. with other opponents down the road. Well, I mean, you know, as long as as long as Sanders and Dart are in on the ruse, mm-hmm. I think that's a good thing. I have no problem with that at all. Yeah, and and it's a situation everybody needs to get ready. If if Spencer Sanders is eligible and can play, because that hasn't been confirmed, but we can assume that it's it's good to go. And Jackson Dart is working as well. I think Jackson is going to be the starter. I've I've said that for weeks at this point. But I think Spencer's going to play a good bit. I think a lot of the quarterback run game stuff that was done last year to where Jackson Dart ran for 100 yards and all that, this is just a way to take some hits off of Jackson Dart. And you get them in the short short yardage and red zone. They go for it a lot on fourth down. If Spencer Sanders can execute, that would probably work as well. So Jackson Dart's probably the starter, the leader of this team. But you have somebody that can take some of those hits off of you to where this is what was brought up to me today. Um, like I said, I've been I've been talking with people all day today, and they had several opinions, and some of them were odd. And some of them were not, but all, like all perspectives are valuable. You know that, Tom. Um, but they said that what happened with Matt Corral scared Lane Kiffin. And a lot of this is to ensure that a run, because this team, they're expecting to make a run with this group of players, is not stunted by um, a game like Tennessee where Matt Corral ran for 200 yards that day and got hurt in the last two minutes of the game, and he was essentially hurt for the rest of the season. So a lot of the way this offense is going to be constructed is going to be, honestly, to protect Jackson and allow it to operate at full capacity, if that makes sense. That 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 is kind of the gist of what I've heard today. That makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, Sanders is an excellent runner. He's got a good arm. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's always kind of been interception prone, but but I mean he's still a proven commodity. 
and uh, he's a good athlete. So, yeah, I have no problem with that at all. Um, like you said, for me, for 20 years, I've, I've, I've felt Lane Kiffin's pain. You know, you're like, oh, goodness, please don't let our quarterback get hurt. Please don't let our quarterback get hurt. But um, I think I think people don't understand, and I know I've said this on every podcast in the last month but that I've been a part of, but the depth is the big, big thing for us that we haven't, you know, we, we haven't been, and I know it's just Ole Miss depth. It's not Alabama depth, but it's, it's really good Ole Miss depth that we haven't been accustomed to in, in the past. You know, Ole Miss fans like to point back to 2015 and that Arkansas game and fourth and 25 and the whole nine yards. And that that is a like some kind of seminal moment for um, disappointment for Ole Miss fans. Mm-hmm. That, that's kind of what they go to. But the reality is in 2021, Ole Miss is beating Auburn away from going to the playoffs. Yep. If they would have beat Auburn that night, and they had chances, and you had an injured quarterback that night. Yep. And he gutted through it and did all he could, but if if he would have been healthy and Ole Miss would have won that game, Ole Miss would have went to the four-team playoff. We're trying to get talking about getting to the 12-team playoff. Ole Miss would have went into the four-team playoff um, with a health, healthy Matt Corral, not overly running him against Tennessee. I completely agree. And that's what's so great about this year's team. You know, everybody, I even I even talked to a state guy today at work, and he said, well, maybe your coach was just a couple of years off, he said, because, you know, he's a state fan. And he said, yeah, y'all need to get your popcorn. He said, get your popcorn. Y'all going to have a good year. I, I think so. I, and you look at – Kiffin and he's got this quiet confidence about him. He's, I think he's got all of this figured out. Like I said, I, I get in my feels from time to time on my shows. Um, it's the passion in me. Um, I, I'm going to rant. I'm going to rave from time to time. Eventually, I will get back to the meme. I always do. Um, so I, right now, I don't necessarily understand or like the way it's being handled, but I'm slowly getting to the point to where. Well, it kind of is what it is, and we'll see exactly what happens. Maybe, maybe there's some kind of a plan that we don't know, but you know, all of that stuff um, is happening. But that's the end of the gist of it is I think it will be Jackson Dart predominantly at quarterback. Spencer Sanders will have enough packages to keep him happy. And then you have Walker, um, Walker Howard, and um, Austin Simmons, which, by the way, if anybody knows that competition, if let's say Jackson Dart throws for 3,500 yards and 30 touchdowns and goes pro, the competition between Walker Howard and Austin Simmons will be the greatest quarterback competition in the history of the University of Mississippi. I completely believe that. Mm-hmm. I completely believe that. I mean, Simmons is just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And so's Howard. I, you know, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah, I call Austin Simmons um to a Tongvaloa with three inches. Yep. Yeah. It, and yeah. and after what little I've seen of him, I'd have to agree. Hmm. He's uh he's he's gonna be a good one. Yeah, he's changed his number to number thirteen, by the way. He was number eight when he first started. He's up at number thirteen now. So he got he got he got that number that he wanted. Yeah, good deal. Good deal. 
And just like I told people a couple of weeks ago on podcasts, look, pay attention to jersey numbers. You think it doesn't matter. It's just a number. But when they allow a player to switch to a number they choose, that is an identifier that they think highly of that player. Now, look at Michael Trigg wearing 81. Yep. <laughs> so kind of is what it is. Okay, before we get out of here, Tommy, um, special teams. We have not talked about special teams over the course of the last, heck, few months, honestly. Special teams kind of falls between the cracks. What, what What is your outlook and what are you looking for on special teams on Saturday? Well, I, I, I don't see us punting a lot. I may be wrong, uh, but if we do punt, I want to I want to see some better punts than I saw last year for sure. Mm. And uh, I, you know, I want to I want to see how our kicker handled that year off. Um, you know, a lot of people are like, "Oh man, I'm so glad he's back, dude." Cruz was money last year. You know, I I want to see how he handles that year off. He's got a big foot, but I want to see how he handled that year off if he took care of business. Yeah, and and, and it's one of those situations like with snaps. Like if so, everybody keeps asking me about snaps, and it's like if it was a problem with all the open practices they had early on, we we would know about it. Exactly. And, and kicking wise, we'd probably know about that too. If it was a problem, we would notice. Unless that just completely dereliction of duty is happening, we right. would know. Right. Yeah, I think we're going to be all right. I really do. I Like I said, I just want to see a lot of people play Saturday. I want to see what some of these transfers look like in game situations. But I really, I want to see, I, I want the quarterback for Mercer to feel like the quarterback in the water boy felt. You know, that's what I, please don't hurt me. Please don't hurt me. I mean, yeah, I, want, yeah, <laughs> I get that and everything, but I, I watched the 2008 Egg Bowl, and to this day, one of the quarterbacks and people that I feel most sorry for, and I just get sad for time to time from time to time, is was Tyson Lee. Oh, God bless his heart. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it was horrible. It was horrible. I mean, Jarrell Poe ate that day, didn't he? Oh my goodness! And Greg Hardy. Oh my, horrible. just monsters, just oh, monsters. Goodness. All of them, absolutely. Anyway, thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every single day. Tommy, thank you for stopping by, and it's finally here, man. We get to enjoy it. I can't wait, man. Hotty toddy. Hotty toddy.